Welcome to the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. In this podcast, we talk about books, interview authors, and we discuss their journey to becoming published. Each one has a different but amazing story. My hope is to encourage people to keep reading good books and to help authors find their audience and inspire everyone in their journey, whatever that might be. Welcome to the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. Hello and welcome to the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. My name is Art and uh, my guest today is an author unlike any I've spoken to before. She's published 13 novels, has written over 20 books, and she writes in a variety of genres including science fiction, fantasy, and historical fiction, although she sticks mostly to sci-fi. She advocates for anti-bullying and you may find her at an open mic night. She's also gathered over 55,000 followers on TikTok She's done a lot. It seems like there's nothing she can't do. The other side to the story is that she's only 15 years old. Her name is Shanti Hershenson, and she's my guest today. Welcome to the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Well, I know you had reached out to see if I was interested in a in a interview, and I am really looking forward to talking with you today. I'm trying to encourage uh, young people this this summer to to be creative, to write, to read. And I've got some guests on to talk about this, but you're someone who has really taken that desire to write and you didn't wait. You, you just sounds like you just jumped right in. Yeah. Before we get started, I, I do like to talk about reading. That's one of my favorite pastimes. So what have you been reading lately that you could recommend to us? Ooh, let's see. I'm kind of, I'm in a bit of a reading slump right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to read a lot more poetry books and I've also um, been like trying to explore new genres and really see what I like. So what's the last book I finished? <laughs> so I, I, I just um, a while ago finished um, The Way I Used to Be. I forgot who the author was, um, but it was a really wonderful book. And I, of course, you know, I'm a pretty avid young adult reader. I'm also exploring, you know, like historical fiction. I think I said poetry, fantasy mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, but that's like the last book I finished that like I really, really enjoyed. Do you have uh, favorite authors? Yeah, so my all-time favorite author is Lee Bardugo, who wrote Shadow and Bone and Six mm. of Crows. I've yeah. gotten the chance to like meet her a few times. She's she's just amazing. But my favorite book is actually The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy that I recognize those. <laughs> no, um, no, I uh, my my kids. I've got uh, three kids. They're all teenagers and young adult. And and my son, uh, my middle son, he especially likes the that Six of Crows series. I, I, I oh yeah, I love recognize Six of Crows. that. Yeah, yeah. Did, now uh, we watched. Uh, they had a show on Netflix. How did that yeah. compare to the book? I thought so. What they did was they combined like the elements of like Shadow and Bone and Six of Crows and like the characters mm-hmm. and stuff. I thought they did a really great job with it. It's like it's literally like my favorite show too. So okay. It's like favorite book series, favorite show. Oh, that's always good when that happens. Yeah. I There's been a couple of book series I've liked that they've tried to do uh, a, a TV show on. It just didn't quite work. That's kind of unfortunate, but uh, that's always that's always a plus when they get it right. Yeah. Now, when did you start reading? So I first learned to read when I was about three years old, but for um, a lot of the time, like my parents would end up reading like stories to me. And over time, like, you know, during class, I would start reading. And basically, I just slowly, like, developed this love for reading. Probably some of my favorite childhood book series are, like, Warrior Cats or Die of a Wimpy Kid. I read mm-hmm. all of those a million times. 
Um, I read Spirit Animals. Oh, I'm trying to think if there's anything. There's a lot of books I read as a kid. And all of those really just kind of first provided like an escape from reality. And second, just really like gave me all of these new outlooks and like things to explore. And it was just this really good kind of way to spend my time. Yep. It kept me out of trouble. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did your reading then transfer into a love for for writing too? Yeah, definitely. I think I found my love of writing pretty early on. I have memories of being around five or six years old and trying to like write um, stories on a piece of paper. Of course, at that age, I couldn't handwrite anything very well. And I didn't have like access to computers as much as I do now. So um, I definitely think it was always it's always really been something I've interest I've been interested in probably as long as I've been interested in reading. Because I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I'd be reading all these amazing stories and be like, well, who made this? Like, how did this come to be? Yeah, yeah, I, I can remember. Uh, I, I can't remember what movie it was I watched, but it I loved it so much. I wanted to write more stories with that plot. You know, I, I, I was about six or seven and I, I joke with myself that I, I discovered fan fiction is basically what I was trying to do. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, I, I don't know if I got more than a page into that, but there's just something about that creative process that when you engage in it, then it, it's so satisfying. Yeah, definitely. So you, you've accomplished quite a bit at, uh, now are you still, you're 15, 16 in there 15, still? Yeah. 15 still. Okay. How did you become uh, a writer? What, what did that journey look like for you? So I published my first book when I was 12 years old, actually. So my first two books are these, this, um, these novellas, they're around 50 ish pages. And I wrote them with um, a friend of mine and I, I jump between considering them like books of mine. It's complicated, mm -hmm. um, because they weren't successful. They weren't terribly good, but they were what taught me first off about like the editing process and then second about like publishing because I threw them on Amazon because I was like oh my gosh this is so cool I mean you know I was 12 years old mm -hmm. but then later on when I was still 12 um the pandemic hit and I was stuck at home and I decided I wanted to write a novel and actually at first I was like oh it's gonna be maybe 100 pages maybe 200 pages and I was like, you know, 40,000 words, bare minimum for a novel. And then as I kept going, it just kept getting longer and longer and longer. And the story kept going. And by the end of that first or second draft, I had about 250,000 words. And even though I ended up like going through several rounds of editing and rewriting and cutting things down, I ended up making the choice to split that book into three separate books. And then later on, I wrote a fourth book, but that fourth book's not important. Um <laughs> And then you published them on uh, Amazon. Yeah, only the first book is out because I've had so many other books now that I've had to like, you know, go through editing for mm -hmm. and um, those books have gotten delayed. But actually, um, the second book in that series is probably going to be my next release. And then I have this like crossover novel between two of my other series. It's actually going to release around the same time. So that's fun. What do your parents think of all this? That How, how did we create such a, you know, yeah. <laughs> go-getter? <laughs> So they're extremely supportive. I feel like it kind of came as a surprise to them because it's like, you know, I'd always love to write, but I've, I, I was always like, oh, you know, when I'm older, it might be cool to like publish or write one book. Um, and I think that's a mindset a lot of people have actually. Mm -hmm. But it was really funny because when I started writing that first book, Biomlock, like that first actual novel, not those novellas. We everyone, we all forgot about those. Um, but then once I actually started writing that first novel, I don't know why. I just didn't tell anyone. I just didn't feel like it. I don't, I don't even know why because like, there's no reason not to. Mm -hmm. I, I just 
didn't tell anyone. So then, you know, a couple months later, I'm like, hey, guys, so I'm writing a book. Do you guys want to hear the prologue? And I remember it was when we had, like, extended family visiting. I just, like, dramatically read the prologue for everyone. And that was their first, like, introduction to Block. And I don't think any of us knew what was going to happen or how – if I was going to finish that book or if I was going to write 20-something more. It was just, like, a fun kind of pastime for the pandemic. And then that little hobby turned into all this. I had said back when the pandemic was kind of going, and I, that's when I started podcasting and be, began to find people in, in, that were creating during the pandemic. And I remember saying, I can't wait to see what's going to come out creatively from this uh, because I felt like some good things were coming. And I mean, and your your story's right with that, that, well, we're stuck inside. What else are we going to do? Uh, but there, there's there's something very, I don't know what, what's the right word. It, it, it's it's a this classic thought. It's it's this base thought that you know we gather around and tell stories when times are dark, when when things look uncertain. You, you know, it, it's it's what gets it's what got me through a lot of <laughs> dark times in my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. So I started reading uh, the the Bane of Angel Fall Academy, uh, which is one that just came out, I, I believe. Yeah, that uh, I, I I read about fifty pages today. It was very well, uh, just really drew me in. Before I knew it, I, I'm like, wow, I, I really made some progress through this. Thank you. And that that one kind of gives me some, you know, Harry Potter vibes. That that going to school kind of uh, adventure story, uh, which you know, obviously as a student yourself, you're probably well, <laughs> you know how to write about schools. <laughs> yeah. What can you tell us about about that story? So the Band of Angel Fall Academy, I got I got like the plot and the setting from like two very different things. So one thing that I very vividly remember was probably so last year, over a year ago now, I remember I had this dream and it was like I was running through this like kind of weird seeming like school with all these twists and turns. I was running from this monster. Mm. And then I woke up and I forgot about it. And then a few weeks later I was like, Oh, that dream I had, that was a weird dream that was like a weird school and I ended up writing down the stuff just in case I ever like wanted to write something out of it and around I guess I think it was March of last year I'd wrapped up you know some edits and I'd wrapped up that draft of the last book I was working on it came time to start a new book and I'd also probably even almost two three two years ago now I'd say I wrote down this idea for a book about this school for writers and this character who's not a good writer and I was like well I need something for the school. And then I found that thing in my notes app and I was like, hey, I could make this work. So then I started building on like all the advanced technology and that the main characters, parents are famous writers. And then I started being like, okay, there needs to be this new threat. And then that's how Angel Fall Academy really came to be. It's honestly the hardest book I've ever had to write. And I mean, actually the one I'm writing right now has been very difficult, but no book has ever made me want to quit more than Angel Fall. Um, the reason for that is just simply there's so much going on and there's so many different things I had to tie together that, that I was like, can I do this? And I think I ended up doing it. I like, I mean, and again, I've, I've just started reading it, but uh, the ideas that are there I, I are really intriguing. You know, like the things you write can come to life, you know, that that idea. And I love that the main character has all this pressure uh, that, you know, her parents are these, these really famous authors and, and she's, you know, maybe not the best writer and, and you got these big shoes to live, to live up to and fill in. And 
yeah, a lot of pressure on, on, on her. And I don't know. I, I, I'm really interested to see where the story goes. So Thank you've you. got me, you got me hooked. Now it's certainly one of your books I would recommend. Uh, is now, is that your most recent one? Yeah. Not my most recent, like written one, my most recent published one. Published so one, right. Yeah. yeah. It's complicated. Oh yeah. No, that's, that makes sense. They always tell writers to uh, always be writing, whether you have uh, anything published or not. <laughs> but apparently publishers like to make sure you have a good stack in, in to, to fall back on. Uh, I guess what's next for you? What's what's coming up? So what I'm really hoping is in the next year or so, I'm really going to try to expand everything. I want to do more book signings. I really want to do just more events in general. I'm hoping to like... Because you know, I have so many books on my backlog that have been there for, you know, almost like a year now mm -hmm. that I think I'm really going to try to release. I'm also looking on um, concluding the Never Dying series. But as I conclude that, I also want to open new possibilities within that universe. And I think the same goes for like every other book of mine. I also am looking to try to teach some writing classes and marketing classes and publishing classes for teenagers and even adults. And I'm also thinking I should open maybe like a merch store and have like t-shirts and stuff. I love merch. Definitely. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's cool. Uh, so, so have you taken writing lessons yourself or are, is that just, are you just self-taught? Yes and no. I'm okay. in my school's creative running class right now, but like sure. prior to like this semester, no. Okay. Okay. I love that. Yeah. You, you just had an interest and you went for it. That's great. Yeah. And so now you're, uh, I'm sure everyone's expecting you to get straight A's in your creative writing class now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no pressure now. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, I was going to ask also, uh, I, I love the, the cover art. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big sucker for cover art. Me too. W where, where do you uh, get all that done at since you're self-published? Yeah, so I get my cover art from a variety of cover designers. I really enjoy talking to all these new people. Um, but the majority of my covers, so like Never Dying, Never Taken, The Bane of Angel Fall Academy, um, The God's Right Hand, and The Accidental Insurgent were all done by Mibbleart. hope I'm pronouncing the name right. They're a really excellent cover designer in Ukraine. And they every time, they're just spot on. They produce these like gorgeous covers. They're just like incredible. I remember when, many, many years ago when I was your age, uh, <laughs> that... To to get something self-published, I mean, it was virtually impossible and there was maybe very few possibilities. And even then, those things that were self-published were very obvious. You know, you could tell it just it wasn't the best quality. But I've had the privilege of talking now to so many self-published authors on the podcast that it's I think it's come so far in just, you know, say the 30 years since, you know, I was. 15. And I, I think it's so awesome that you can follow a dream. You don't have to wait. You can, you can start going after it now. Yeah. What are your plans after school? You know, once you finally finish high school, what, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> so I do want to go to college. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to, I, I think I'm probably, I want a degree in like maybe creative writing or screenwriting, something, you know, humanities based. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if I'm going to grad school or not. I mean, it's really, really soon to think about that. I also like don't know what I do because you know, the two things I really want to be are like an author or like maybe like a screenwriter or some like film producer maybe. And I guess I could go to film school for that. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also, you know, I don't really know. I do definitely want to be able to um, 
gain enough success as a teenager that I could just, you know, go right into a career as a full-time author as an adult. That's like the ultimate dream, but I do really think I can achieve that given all the work I'm putting into it now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so really something that in the field that tells stories that you're creating stories and telling, you know, telling the stories that's in your heart, that's on your mind. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like helping other people too. So maybe I could be like a teacher, but I also like, I don't, I wouldn't teach anything other than like maybe like college creative writing. I would be like the professor. What encourages me as, you know, um, an adult is to see a young person like yourself that, you know, you have a goal in mind, you're going after it. And uh, that's, that's so incredible to see. Do, do you find that maybe you're, that your young age, sometimes people are, uh, would be, would be dismissive of you or do you, or do you find that it's been pretty open or, or pretty accepting? Yeah, it does happen occasionally where there are people that aren't as supportive solely because of the fact that I'm 15 years old. Um, a lot sometimes it's like I get some comments on TikTok that's like, "There's no way you've written any those that many books at 15. You're lying," and then I have to find some way to prove it or just ignore it. Yeah. Other times it's like there are adults that have maybe, for example, like not let me on their podcast because they don't believe me, or if I'm doing like a book festival or something, then I'll get asked like a million very much like grilling questions like mm-hmm. what do you do this how do you do this but it's like almost in a way where it's like they don't believe me and they're trying to like watch me like slip up yeah um so yeah occasionally it happens but i found that i've gotten so much more support than i have like hate well if if you're conning all of us you're doing a great job so no, <laughs> <laughs> no i i didn't think that at all uh <laughs> that's what what excited me uh, is, is as i said somebody who you had a passion to do something and you just went for it yeah, and I, I thought this would be a good fit for what I wanted to uh, ultimately here talk about. So I've had a, a couple guests on recently. We uh, had somebody who is encouraging kids to read during the summer, and now we're kind of doing a two-part episode here about writing. The other, she had a similar journey to yours. She published when she was a teenager, and now she's an adult and she's still doing it. So I thought this would be kind of fun to see, like you know, where you started and then see where it could go, that kind of thing. But do you have just words of encouragement or some writing tips or something you would tell young people to uh, to pick up their pen and write? Yeah, definitely. So like a lot of the time, I think the reason people struggle so much with writing their first book is because they overthink it. They're like, what is the theme? What is this going to be? You know, how is this character's development going to work? And of course, you know, if you're like, someone who wants to outline every single little detail, then please go for it. But otherwise, um, it's like, you, you know, you don't have to. If something doesn't work for you, don't do it. And I am like, kind of halfway between outlining. I really start writing my book with no idea of how it's going to end. I just know some sort of overall kind of plot. And that's like it. And then as I go, I start figuring out, okay, I need this to happen, this to happen. And what I, you don't really, a lot of people don't realize is as you start doing that, the themes do kind of almost subconsciously develop and the characters do begin to like make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, sometimes we can be our own worst enemy, you know, to think I've got to have it all planned. I got to have it perfect. Yeah. I, I like it. You know, you're telling us to just jump in and do it. Yes. What what benefits have you found from from writing uh, that, you know, maybe you'd miss if you weren't doing it? 
Well, first off, it's just, honestly, it provides me a lot of joy just to be able to write and create these new characters and stories and, like, complex worlds. But on the kind of publishing side of things, I get to talk to a lot of really cool people. I get to meet so many, like, just random people who are, like, really cool. I get to, like, really kind of help other – because I'm also – I really love helping people. So I get to help so many other people, like, follow their dreams, too. And really, at the core of it all, it's just, like, I have fun doing this. And it's a kind of a cool hobby to have. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I would encourage kids listening, young adults, whoever, actually. I mean, I, I know I've got a wide range of audience members, but, it, it, you know, just try it. Do it. You you might be surprised. I'm a, a huge hypocrite because <laughs> it's I, I would love to write more and I just I don't make the time. I don't you know, I come up. I'm the guy that comes up with excuses that, oh, I, I don't know what to write. I don't know this or that. So some of this is just kind of a pep talk to me too, you know, to <laughs> just get your butt in the chair and do it. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a, a writing schedule? Because uh, I, I know as a student, you're probably pretty busy. Where do you find time to do that? It's like I do and I don't. In terms okay. of what, like, what I do on school days, I try to get as much of my work done like for school as I can either during school, like right after. Otherwise, I try to get a – like, sometimes I try to write during homeroom or, like, during class time in which I'm allowed to just, like, work on what I want. Otherwise, when I get home, I try to do it in, like – you know, I write 500 words, then I take a break, and I write another 500. Um, My goal every single day, and I really, I think, almost always hit it, is just 1,000 words every single day. Just writing that same amount just all is just what works for me because now I've really just developed this, like, habit, and I can't not write. And if I if I don't write, it's like it's weird. Like it's just what I'm used to now. So mm-hmm. just developing that habit, whether it's a thousand words, two hundred two thousand, five hundred, one hundred, whatever, just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it make it a habit. I'm good at creating habits. Not all of them are you know, good and beneficial habits. So you know, my encouragement to to folks would be like you said, even if it's just 500 words, that's that's not much. That's what a page or two. You know, do that. Just just start doing it. One of my favorite authors, Ray Bradbury, often would say, you know, that we can be our own worst enemies. He said, just don't think, just just do it. Just get on, get to the typewriter, start writing, let it come out, and then you can always edit later. You know, he he just say, <laughs> just get it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any any other. Um, thoughts or encouragement to folks so with particularly young people like don't let your age get in the way this is something i've had to learn Mm -hmm. where it's like you know actually i just i interact with so many different people and i talk to a lot of people online who are like well you know i want to write a book but i think i'm too young or i think i'm too old you know i should have done this when i'm younger Throw, throw your age out the door just write like it's not going to matter and when you're like letting these like little kind of pieces of like self-doubt get in the way then it's like you know you're not doing yourself any good like now you can't right mm-hmm. yeah there are actually two authors that came to mind uh that i just have interviewed recently uh one was laura burke she's uh was an older writer when she started writing and she still only writes on weekends but she decided just to jump in and start writing she had she's had a wide variety of jobs in her background and everything and uh I, I found her her story to be very inspirational and then just a couple episodes ago from from when we we're recording uh i got to talk with kate derrick she started 
writing when she was much older too and basically told herself it's now or never and if I don't do this I'm going to regret it so I I was really inspired by them and by by you're kind of the other side of that coin now you know you're young but saying I'm gonna do this I don't care that I'm only 13 or whatever you know <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna write it and I'm gonna go yeah that's yeah I, I like what you said don't don't let your age be a hindrance but create that story uh, I think our, our world needs good stories and um, fun stories it's it's what I don't know it can really bring people together which is kind of what we need right now <laughs> yeah definitely yeah do you have any new books coming out here real soon so Biome Blackout is probably going to come out sometime the end of June beginning of July it's hard to tell at this point um mm -hmm. but like I'm in the early stages of like beginning that marketing the pre-marketing so Okay, and that's the sequel to uh, Buy and Lock. Yeah. Okay, and where are you online that people can come and uh, find you? So you can find me on my website, which is shantihershenson.com. That's S H A N T I E T R S H E N S O N dot com. You can also find me on TikTok, where I post a variety of like just writing tips, things about my books, about me, everything. And that TikTok is at Shanti Who Writes. And then uh, my Instagram is just at Shanti Hershenson. I guess really, really, if you look me up, you can find me like everywhere. And then my books are available on Amazon and everywhere you buy books online. Yep. I, I had no trouble finding uh, finding you. So uh, I'm really, truly enjoying uh, her book. I would recommend it. Uh, Shanti, thank you so much for sharing your talent and for getting, getting your work out there. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, you uh, you take care and we'll be looking forward to what you do in the future. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Bookshelf Odyssey podcast. You can check out the show notes to find out all the information, links, and books that we referenced in today's episode. If you'd like to help support the show, I'd love for you to share on your social medias, tell your bookworm friends, share with your author friends, and help us get the word out. If you'd like to help out in a financial way, there are links in the show notes. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. You can find all episodes at bookshelfodyssey.com. And please follow us on my social medias. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow us there for more bookish content. And so until next time, happy reading, everyone, and take care. <laughs>